All right, we're ready. Okay. Uh, I don't know who wants to leave. Are you going to walk us through each yes. class and say, say anything? Or are we just uh, like walking and looking and what are we doing? Just walking, yeah. It's two and a half weeks until the grand opening of Kamalani Academy, and I'm standing in a carpeted classroom full of cardboard boxes and stacked plastic chairs. Nearby, Kuipo Lamatia and Steve Davidson, the heads of Kamalani's governing board, are getting ready to take a final walkthrough of campus construction. The walkthrough is just to make sure everything, nothing else needs done. And if not, we're done. Untrained eyes, Steven. Yeah. They've spent roughly $2 million to renovate a Catholic school building that's been empty for more than a decade. Now they're seeing it near completion for the first time. Why do we have outlets up there? What is that for? The projector. Yeah, the projector. Is that what this for? Oh, so there's going to be a projector? Yeah. So there's going to be a projector. I guess my vision of a walkthrough was someone was going to take us through and explain what had been done and whatever, but yeah, that's fine. I guess that's kind of what I pictured as well, but I guess you've never done it before, then you don't know what to expect, right? This is not the walkthrough that I normally do on construction projects. This is On Campus, a special project from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Jessica Terrell. This school year, reporters from Civil Beat are spending time behind the scenes at a brand new charter school startup called Kamalani Academy. We're following the charter school to get a better glimpse of what it takes to launch a big education initiative, a project we hope will help us take a fresh look at the challenges facing all students and teachers in Hawaii, and the ways that teaching and learning are changing and adapting to meet the needs of today's kids. This is episode two. In the last episode, you heard from a native Hawaiian mother of 10 who came up with the idea for the school. And you got a tiny glimpse into the lengthy approval process for charter schools in Hawaii. It took Kuipo two years and two applications to earn approval. And she did something few, if any other charter schools in Hawaii have done before. She hired an outside charter school company to come in and help her figure out all the details. A company called Academica, based out of Nevada. We'll come back to Academica in another episode. Kuipo says the process has not been stressful. She says that's not her personality. She just doesn't get stressed out, ever. But for a lot of people, including her friend and vice chair of the governing board, Steve Davidson, the stress of starting a new school is a very real thing. It is just an enormous undertaking starting a charter school Um, and starting one in a renovated building. I mean, just the renovations on the building, keeping track of that. Uh, Then there are all these other pieces. That's Steve. You heard from him quite a bit in episode one. How do you even figure out what the pieces are? Like, oh, we need a school lunch program. Oh, we need an after-school provider. Oh, we need a security plan. I mean, nobody tells you you need this stuff. You know, you got somebody who comes along and goes, have you guys thought about the national school lunch program? No, we got, oh, right, we got to do that. So you're right. I mean, it's like we're just every day something else hits us 
that we have to figure out how to do. Even with the help of a professional charter school operating company, Quipo and her friend Steve, they've had to do a lot of winging it with budget adjustments, hiring, campus design, and even just going with the flow at the walkthrough. They aren't sure what they're looking for, so they just try to study each room as they go, point out some missing insulation in one spot, a pile of dust in another. The classroom we just walked through was, is a kindergarten class. So it is my first time being in here looking at the furniture and the IT stuff. Like a normal class. It looks like a normal classroom, Quipo says. Which is what scares me. Why does that scare you? Because it's supposed to look like an arts integration classroom. Different types of chair, different colors, different, you know, movable tables, there's no desks. Quipo had a vision for what the classrooms would look like. A light and airy space with different colored chairs and tables. Lots of space to move around, dance, sing, play. But now she's got an experienced principal on board, and it's time for her to step back a bit. It's up to the principal and the newly hired teachers to figure out what they think an arts integration classroom should look like, and how exactly they're going to integrate art and music and theater into core subjects like science and math. Welcome. First day of 2017-2018. This is our inaugural year. And I think we should all give ourselves a huge round of applause. Two weeks after Quipo and Steve did a final walkthrough of campus construction, Principal Jeff Velarde gathers his 14 teachers together for their first paid day of work. It's a chance for them to talk about their shared vision for the school. But perhaps even more importantly, for them to work with a drama instructor and get some strategies and games to start using in the classroom immediately. Um, we're going to play a little bit in order to learn about each other uh, through a game I call Peas and Pods. So things might get raucous. So and this is where the meeting begins to look a little bit different from the professional development that teachers across the country sit in on each fall. Dr. Jamie Simpson-Steele, a drama teacher and professor at UH Manoa, who helped write Kamalani's charter application, gets out two sticks to keep a beat. Then she tells the teachers to line up in rows based on questions like, who was born the farthest away? Or who has the longest commute to school? The teachers are laughing, chatty as they quickly race around the room. Then she asks them a more serious question about the way they will be teaching next year. All right, comfort level teaching through the arts, from oh. the least to the most. Oh, least comfort. Oh. I love it. And those of you who have done it, feel comfortable, have been in the PDs, you are good to go. You thought me, Jamie. I'm glad. <laughs> I'd be disappointed. I know. I'm in front. 
All right, could you please now just circle up with your group and take just a moment to reflect. How could this purposeful play contribute to learning? To learning. What's the connection? Yeah, great way to participate. How comfortable are you I mean, it's not camp. Why? Why? Because they're going to learn together. It helps, so, and it helps create a safe place, right? Like, we can't learn in the more that we, unless we're in a safe environment. And so if we feel like we're part of a community. Creating a safe and comfortable space is important for the kids. But it's also important for the teachers. Because it's the teachers who really have to pull everything together. Okay, so that idea of safety encourages risk. And the more you take these intellectual risks, then this, the more engaged you are in your own learning, the more excited you are to grow, and it's artistic as well, because you have to take artistic risks. You'll all be doing that today. Here's Principal Jeff Velarde again. We were very selective, extremely selective on who we chose. This is my 10th year as a principal. I have learned, and I learned very quickly, that outside of safety, the single most important decision I will ever make is who I hire to be with these kids. A great school plan doesn't mean much if there isn't a great teacher in the classroom putting that plan into action. Teachers who are student-centered, who can adapt, who are constantly growing and perfecting their craft. And he's confident in these 14 teachers. So confident that he is quick to dismiss the idea that the school might somehow fail in its first year. Failure is not an option. I don't know what else you want. Okay, so let me let me let me let me rephrase this. You're captaining a ship. You have no option but to get that ship to the other side of the ocean with those kids. What on that ocean in that next year is the biggest danger to getting it? You know where you want it to be. You know what's like that iceberg that you're worried about. I think I'm more worried about it being a first time charter school and the training that my, some of my staff is going to need in the arts integrated instruction and maybe not a full understanding of what the expectation is for them to teach because um, it's non-negotiable that they will they will utilize the arts to teach their content and not every single lesson right but there are some lessons that we we want them to see the connection and help teach them to see the connection so that the kids can be hands-on and and be more creative right so maybe one of my dangers is is someone that we hired potentially not philosophically um, aligning after living it you know, and living it here, and or maybe not patient with the process taking time. Okay, you got it? Go! <laughs> Jamie, the drama instructor, gets that it's the first time for a lot of these teachers to do something like this. And she acknowledges the awkwardness that teachers might feel after working them through an exercise where she gets them to create tableaus or still scenes based on Hawaiian words. Um, we're all, some of you are used to this, some of you not. Commit like you're a pro, like you're on Broadway. Like you've got an audience that really wants to see you perform. And on that first day so of professional development with Kamalani teachers, Jeff tries to reassure his staff 
to encourage them to feel comfortable taking academic and artistic risks, something the teachers will have to encourage their students to do in a few days. I just kind of want to um, share a few words from me to you um, and sort of just setting the stage for what we're about to embark on. I want it to resonate that we are a work in progress, okay? That we are going to have to be patient with one another, patient with, patient with the growth and the process to build an arts integrated school so that the roots are deep and we become extremely effective, highly effective in our instruction and as a staff and as a school. Will that happen the first day we open up our doors? It will not. It will take time. There, will be there are a lot of teachers who've never done something like this before. But if you are concerned because you gave up tenure or you left a private school to come here to a charter school and that you don't know if you're going to have a job beyond this year, just get that thought and that fear out of your mind and realize that this year is going to be a year of learning and growth and fine-tuning um, and, and really growing to, to know and learn what our expectations are going to be. So in year one, bear with me, I will bear with you. Um, you don't need to worry about where you stand, okay? And have the humility and trust in me to come into my office and say, I tried this arts piece today or I tried this new strategy and holy cow, it was terrible. Um, and allow me to say, okay, well, why was it terrible? What, what do you feel didn't go wrong? That's what we're here for. Principal Velarde wants his teachers to know that he's there for them. But really, the principal, the teachers, the custodians, they're all there for the kids. 311 students that right now they only know on paper. Tell us about what you know about your students so far. Honestly, not enough. Not enough. We don't know a lot about them academically yet because we haven't received all of their CUME files. So we haven't had the, had the ability to look through and see, you know, academically strengths and weaknesses, social, you know, concerns and strengths. We don't know that yet for the vast majority of our students. Some kids are commuting from the North Shore or Honolulu, but a lot of them are coming from Wahiwa, a town in the middle of Oahu. My opinion of Wahiwa is it's the secret hidden gem of Oahu, is what I call it. It very much has a peaceful country feel to it. Um, it's not so developed. It doesn't feel like you're in the city. It's not an affluent neighborhood, though. The Wahiwa Center for Community Health lists the area as a USDA medically underserved population due to the lack of health services and socioeconomic difficulties. More than half of students at the local high school qualify for free or reduced lunch. And less than a third of students at the high school last year tested proficient in science and math, slightly below the state average. But Kuipo says it's a place with a rich history and a very diverse community. There's a lot of sacred spaces and places in Wahiwa. There's a lot of history and culture and background um, to Wahiwa. We'll talk more about Wahiwa and the families going to this school on a later episode of On Campus. 
Aloha, how are you guys? Welcome to the Kamalani Academy. Kamalani held its opening celebration just a few days before the official school year commenced. It was a huge party, with vendors and games and appearances by local politicians. Today, we're going to start off with an opening ceremony, which is going to take place at first. There's like a ceremony or something that's happening soonish? Yes. So we're all confused though. So just roll with it. We're rolling with it. After a few minutes of confusion, the teachers walk outside of a school building and wait for a traditional Native Hawaiian blessing. Then they walk together to the center of the campus, where they recite an oli, or chant, with the principal that will be a part of morning protocols at the school. And that is what will be happening every day when students come on campus. Giving permission. And then permission given by the teachers. It was a hard-earned celebration for school founders and staff. In the weeks leading up to the opening, they'd had to scramble to find a lunch vendor figure out how to operate on limited power until the electric company could order and install a new transformer. There'd been a few issues with the first payment from the state for payroll, and they were disappointed to lose out on a tax-free revenue bond that would have given them some extra breathing room for financial expenses. Is the hardest part over? Now that the charter's approved, and the teachers are hired, and the building is officially open for students, is it time to rest? No, Kuipo says. It's really just beginning. I mean, that's what I think. You know, getting the doors open. Some people might say that's the hardest part. I don't think so. You know, that's the, the part everybody can see. What makes a vision come alive and what makes it live on is what happens right, to create the culture underneath it, right? And I'm excited to see what the kids come up with this year and what the teachers come up with. And, you know, I mean, I'm already just so pleased, you know, just walking onto the campus. I can see it, feel it, hear it. You know, is everything perfect? No. Did I expect it to be? No way, right? Is it, is it better than I hoped? I don't know. I always thought it would be this great school. So, you know, I'm just grateful and feeling really happy and blessed that you know, that, um, that all these people felt like joining me on the journey. This opening celebration, though, is part of what Principal Jeff Villardi calls the honeymoon phase. It's a hot and humid day, but everyone was having a good time. The school doesn't have its own band yet, so the Wahiwa Middle School Band comes to perform. People are cheering, clapping, dancing along to the beat. It almost feels like the beginning of this idea of community that Kuipo keeps talking about.
There's a lot at stake here for Kuipo, Principal Jeff, and the 40 new Kamalani Academy teachers, not to mention 311 students and their families. The first day of school is right around the corner, and everything's about to change. Oh, I'm super excited this morning. Yeah, are you going to yeah. be here the full day? I am. Wow. Just to bug everyone and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> From dream to reality, does it feel real now? It does. It does feel real. That's next On Campus. On Campus is a special project from Honolulu Civil Beat. It's produced by April Estrelon and Emily Dugdale. Our reporters this season are Sue Von Lee and Courtney Teague. Our executive producer is Patty Epler. We'll be publishing new episodes periodically throughout the school year. So look for more stories and more episodes online at civilbeat.org or in your iTunes feed. We'll be back.